Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We're going to start with the Browns ending the OBJ experience slash experiment. Yeah, and apparently there's a lot of teams who are interested in his services when mm. he do, if and when he clears waivers. The Saints, the favorites, listed at plus 300. Oh, but hold on a second. Are these odds telling us that these teams are interested, or is it speculation that teams are interested? Uh, reportedly interest from Several teams. Okay, which teams? Uh, the uh, the top odds are the Saints, Raiders. Yeah, but that doesn't tell us which. I, teams. I can't tell you exactly. I just which want teams. to be careful that we're not acting I, like there's yeah. interest when we don't know where the interest is. I'm, I've read there there is reported interest from several teams, and then I found the odds. Several unnamed teams. Several from unnamed, unnamed teams. sources. We've yes. got some real good data though. It's this is this is the news in general is what I'm sure. saying is that there are a lot of shortcuts taken and then it's like a game of telephone someone hears it and they repeat it and then all of a sudden no one knows who said it originally I would I wouldn't feel great about bringing Odell Beckham Jr into a clubhouse right now Well that to me that is my lead on this but the following so Beckham has a ten plus million dollar salary this year. Now, obviously, that's paid, or maybe not. Obviously, pro rata per game. So it's a game check. You've heard that before. Yeah, he's going to lose a game check. They just split it up by. I guess now it'd be seventeen one seventeenths. And then there's various like roster bonuses or whatever. But most of the money's coming week by week. All right. Is right now the Browns. Have chosen to cut OBJ or to release OBJ, but just 24 hours ago he was on the team. So let's think about the scenario when OBJ was on the Browns. They could have kept him and said he's worth it. We'll pay him every week. He's worth it. Obviously, when they're saying stay home, don't bother coming to work, it's a sign they weren't particularly happy or thinking he was adding value, at least net net with the distractions and such. Now at that point, the Browns very aggressively earlier this week, tried to trade him. Because if you're going to release a guy a couple days later, you take anything. right? Imagine if you, probably AJ, you probably brought a dry, an old dryer out to the curb, right? waiting for the garbage man to come take it. But if you, some people put on it, free to take, free to haul, right? Have you ever picked up one? Anything? No. Okay. Well, not in your younger days? No. You weren't grinding. You could have been like getting scrap metal, <laughs> like bubbles on the wire. I, I had a homeowners association. They, they wouldn't. I bet you did. Yeah. I bet you did. <laughs> Silver Spoon Jr. You and Fez. No wonder you get along so well. But <laughs> the reality is, they were saying. But if you had that dryer out there in some hypothetical universe where you weren't, you know, growing up wealthy, is would well not really, but would there be a situation you think if someone knocked on the door and said, "Hey, I see you're, you're offering this for free." I want to give you 50 bucks. You'd be like, thank you, sir. Awesome. Exactly. So if, only an idiot would do that. If the, well, <laughs> someone, you know, maybe they want to give back. But if someone offers you something for something you're going to give away soon, you're going to take the something. So what we can assume is there were zero offers for OBJ, that no one had any interest and given anything for OBJ. He had zero trade value. Okay, that's the first level of low value. But now, when you go to waivers, 
What is it there? Well, any team can pick them, but it's in reverse order of how good you are. So the bad teams get to you know pick first, and they'll say no, no. Like it's called a waiver claim. Well, someone put in a waiver claim, and if four teams do, whoever's the worst of those teams in the reverse order, how they do it, would get them. Odds are pretty good by all accounts there won't be a waiver claim. Now, there could be, but let's assume there's not. Also, if, if someone does claim him on waivers, they are then responsible for that money for the rest of the season. Yes. And that's, that's an important... It's di- a key distinction. Is that he's, st- he's out there on waivers with his contract intact. You're saying, do you want to pick up... It's almost like, I guess there's a mortgage and the, and the house is now up for foreclosure. You, you know, buy the house and now you just resume the mortgage. You get the house and you resume it. Okay. You get OBJ plus his contract. If he clears waivers, he is now a free agent on the market and is able to be signed for the veteran minimum or whatever he's able to negotiate to any team. There's no like order or whatever. So, what do we know? Is we know for sure, for sure, that no team was willing to give any value to take OBJ's contract with him. None. Or the Browns would have taken it. Number two, we will know if, as most people are speculating, he clears waivers, that even if you don't have to pay anything additional to get the rights, no team would want him at the contract the Browns have been carrying him at. The Browns were comfortable with him as of last week at this number, but if he clears waivers, no, none of the other 31 teams will want him at that number. And then the final threshold before you're like me and no NFL teams want you and you're on the couch, <laughs> is will anyone sign him for the veteran minimum, veteran minimum or some range around there? I think likely they will. But boy, think about that. Let's just assume what's most likely is he signs with the Saints or he signs with whomever. And Why don't you run down the list of the favorites? Saints, Raiders, obviously have an opening now. Mm-hmm. Ravens, Patriots, Rams, Bills, Colts, Niners are your top eight. I'm betting no to the Patriots. But, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying they, they had their endeavor with AB. I think it's probably enough for a while. Is if he signs around that vet men... It's going to tell you he was a couple levels less desired than the Browns were treating him, right? Which was a eight-figure contract. You're on the team, baby. Multiple years left on it, yep. right? And though no guaranteed money, the next couple. So actually, in a weird way, it's only a, the rest of this year, the pro rata yep. for the rest of the year that really matters. Because a team that takes him could take that contract, and they could say no thanks next year. Exactly. They have a, be like you're assuming the contract. Good point. So, not only didn't the Browns want him, because they released him, and now what we're going to find out most likely is no one else wants him at that contract, and then some team's going to want him at a big discount. That is very different than the OBJ who was one of the five best receivers in the league, no doubt, for multiple years. He's only 28 years old. So, I know injuries can slow a player down, but boy, the brand of OBJ and the reality are very different. Yeah, not an easy clubhouse guy to have around, and obviously, with this thing where you've got a, a, your dad is bashing teammates, you're liking his and posts. Do you think? Do you think that that dad? You know, there's been a couple good points made about that. 
How many dads do you know that are savvy enough to be splitting up tape with the AV? You couldn't do that. No. So, I don't know. <laughs> and it feels like it might have been a team effort. I'm just speculating. I think you're probably Allegedly. speculating correctly. So, but listen, in a weird way, I mean, the question is, does OBJ... Oh, wow. Today is his birthday, by Happy the way. Happy birthday, Odell. He's now 29. Oh, forget about it. <laughs> he hit the wall. But, <laughs> but the, <laughs> his last receiver-worthy day was yesterday. But the reality is he's not what his brand has been. And forgetting the disruption and those factors, and as much as we will, you know, some people maybe on FSR want to blame Baker it feels to me like this is very similar to what was going on with Eli and the Giants. I also think the following. I don't believe the Browns made a bad process decision. Now, the end result hasn't been good. So if they could go back in time and they knew it would end this way, they probably wouldn't do it. But just like in poker, if I got four of a kind and I go all in and someone else has fours better than me, which never happens once, a, you know, whatever, did I do it wrong? No. The result was wrong. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. RJ, let's take a look at that game from last night where the Colts just run away with that. At 45-30, to 30, they beat the Jets. And if you're judging White, quarterback, from the Jets, how do you judge them? Because obviously they weren't competitive in this game. And just as obviously... They were coming. There's a lot of garbage time. I think it's fair to say. White injured early in that game. Josh Johnson, journeyman third stringer. Josh Johnson finished off that game. So what which, was the split there? How, how many? How many? Uh, he only the first quarter. That's it. Wow. Killed my prop bet last night. Womp womp. Boy, so so that's the way to talk about your prop bet is with an excuse at the front of it? I mean, when you bet overs, that's what happens. I know. It's another reason not to bet over. I know. Now, how did it kill your prop bet? I because you, I told you the whole the, the whole thing was I Mike you White. Said the over, well, hold on a second. I thought you said the over was worth a running or some receiver. And the receiver that they hadn't used until Mike White was the quarterback. They hadn't oh, used as so a pass catcher. Somehow, because the backup quarterback that has one career start is out, and somehow the over on a receiver goes in the toilet. I don't think that's appropriate. Okay. Now, I mean, I get where it goes against your handicap. So, like, your handicap was they have a comfort with each other. It's the Jets don't throw to the running backs unless Mike White is quarterbacking. Well, if that's the case, then why would the total have been, what was it, four and a half or something? Four five and a half. half. Well, if they were going, I said yesterday, oh, are they going on his, you know, career stats or the season stats? You go, yeah. So, apparently, they throw to him about four and a half times, typically. No, and you they said it went up a little bit. 17 times in the last two games. Mm-hmm. And, Less than 17 in the first six. Okay, so... <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, this, right. is, this is the kind of thing we make fun of on other shows. <laughs> Fair enough. L- you're, but what's your record on Thursday night? It is now 6-3. and three. I think you just accept that one. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Continue with the game. Uh, it, one thing that's alarming, if you're a Zach Wilson fan, I think, the Jets, the total points that they've scored in the five plus games that he's been quarterbacking 67 points the Jets have scored with him at quarterback 
the two-plus games since he got hurt, they've scored 77 with journeyman backups. I mean, this is, a, this is an alarming stat if you're a Zach Wilson believer. Well, the thing I wanted you to say earlier but when you jumped into your excuse-making was that Mike White's QBR in the first quarter was 91. Yeah. Which is like, how many, McKenzie, how many 91-pluses single performances have we had this year? One second, I'll grab it. I don't think any. Maybe a couple. I think I, I, I'm going to say this: if there's more than three and a half, I'm shocked. I think if the Jets knew how Mike White was going to play in the short sample size that he's played so far, they wouldn't have traded for Joe Flacco because we talked about it. Joe Flacco being a scratched off lottery ticket. Mike White seems like there's real potential there. Now Flacco's not a scratched off lottery ticket. He's a lottery ticket that's yellowed with age, <laughs> and to the point where you pick it up, it crumbles. Not it was to, a winner you should have cashed in ten it, years well, ago. They did they did with the Super Bowl? <laughs> that that thing done got cashed, and it's been not, it didn't hit twice. In a, lightning did not strike twice in a row. But I thought you were going to say with Mike White, they might not have wanted him to play because it's going to cause so much jibber-jabber about Zach Wilson. Guys like you would come up with stats like you had just a second I think it's going to happen anyway. Mike White expected to be back next week. and I think. What I'm saying is if they didn't play him, it wouldn't happen. Well, no. (laughs) Right? So what I'm saying is that's an interesting question. If you're the Jets, are you happy that it seems like you may have another asset? The theory is, regardless, if you play him, if he's your backup, if you trade him, if he's tradable, Mike White's now a greater asset than he was a month ago. Agree? Agree completely. So, you would think any organization wants more assets. But do they, if this causes there to be more criticism, more scrutiny on the evolution of Wilson? That's a, that's a really interesting question, I would say. Well, that's a, that, I mean, you, you could have not heard what I said. Obvious, obviously, <laughs> you want your number two overall pick to succeed, but... Oh, boy. Did you get that for the video cutout? Yep. You want your number one... You but if Mike, White, if Mike White is better, that's great news, right? Is it? When the Seahawks, who was, what was the quarterback that the Seahawks drafted or uh, tra- traded for, and then they drafted Russell Wilson the same year? Mm-hmm. They Matt paid Flynn. Matt Flynn. They paid big money for Matt Flynn. Do you not think they were happy that their mid-round draft pick was better than the guy they just paid a bunch of free agent dollars to? But here's the thing: it's a good analogy. Russell Wilson ended up being a top five quarterback. Most people feel like the Mike Whites of the world can never be that. Because they have physical, you know, if you look at a Minshew, Minshew Gardner, comma Gardner, <laughs> went, he overperformed by a significant margin in his career so far. He still got traded for a six round pick. You know why? Because people don't believe Minshew can be a starter. He doesn't have the tools, the minimum tools. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm saying probably is right. Okay. He's probably a hell of a backup. But backups only play a game or two at a time, typically, or a quarter at a time. And that's the defense can't zero in on their weaknesses. Now, the question is with Mike White, if this lasted a fifth, sixth, seventh game, now you can start saying maybe his limitations we perceived weren't true. But he was undrafted, right? Fifth round pick Fifth by round. the Cowboys. Years, how many years? Ago? Uh, four or five years ago. Yeah. So when you're like almost thirty years old at this point, and you're getting your, you know, it, to some degree, it feels like that's been a decision already made. So now you might have a slightly better or a better backup, but he's probably not a starter. But if your backup quarterback hurts your starter, 
don't you get rid of the backup quarterback? Or would you rather not even have him? Right? Because isn't that the whole Tim Tebow thing? Or wasn't that the whole Cam Newton thing that you can't have a celebrity backup? Now, this isn't a celebrity, but why can't you have a celebrity backup? Because the scrutiny on the starter who's evolving is going to be too, it's going to be negative. See, that's the thing. I don't know the answer. But I do agree that Jets want their number two pick in the draft to do well. I do agree with that. Well, thank you. I, I don't know the answer either, but I, I would assume you want as many good players as you can have. The, and if Mike White turns himself into a trade asset, all the better. So, speaking of good, how many quarterbacks performed, and again, this was for one quarter, above 91 this season? Eight games above 90, it just grabs about one a week this good. One a week is good as Mike White. That is his name. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences, loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar. Arrington, TJ Hutchmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Only one game left, RJ. My best bet. Your best bet. Announce it. All right, here we go. The Dallas Cowboys, minus 10, hosting the Denver Broncos. All right, value, 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 the Denver Broncos. The sense is, oh, this is a sign the Broncos are giving up on the year because they traded Von Miller. But you know what? The trade was so advantageous to Denver. Miller, Von Miller's contract at the end of the year, he was done with Denver. This was it. They had him for a half a season left. For a defensive player, for a half a season, they're getting a second and third round pick. Now, I know there's a financial element where they're paying the bill. They were going to pay the bill anyway. So, Denver in general, unless Fangio's already out the door, which I don't think he is, I think this team's going to play extra hard. And there's a premium on this, or at least as hard as they would otherwise. There's a premium on Dallas right here. And because of that, getting doubles, Dallas is good. They just had that big TV win. Is Dak 100%? I don't know. Denver, plus 10, best bet. AJ, you've been hot generally. You got your best bet. Yep, Auburn, plus four and a half against Texas A&M. Calzada played his best game of the season against Alabama. Calzada? The Texas A&M quarterback. Since then, not so good again. Mizzou and South Carolina, two of the worst defenses in the SEC. He's been a 51% passer, 167 yards. Bo Nix playing great football. Ole Miss, the, one of the, the great offenses in the country, Auburn held them down last week. They're playing really great on both sides. And Auburn's seen great defenses already, Penn State and Georgia already. They won't be overwhelmed. Auburn plus four and a half. Auburn plus four and a half. Best bet from AJ. All right, I can deal with that. I can deal with that. What's your best bet in the NFL? Just give me the team. The Ravens. Really? You're not afraid of how Cousins does? You don't like Cousins, though. I don't like Cousins. I mean, you just, you just, I mean, you realize Zimmer has one of the best ATS records. I know he does. All right. He's also the the favorite for next coach to be fired now. 